hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of No Funkin' Strictly Munkin', the only podcast where if on your birthday invitation you said, no Funkin', just give to a Munkin' charity instead, we would be perfectly set. I'm your coach, Jay Christie, joined as always by Andre Barrera. Andre, how are you? First of all, happy birthday. <clears throat> Jakey, Jakey, turned quarter of a century today, so good for you. Thank you. Secondly, what the fuck did that mean? I still don't I know. honestly don't know. I, plug there's the plug, thing plug where a people, charity at least. Yeah, there's well, no. I mean, there's plenty of good charities. The One Not Need Fund, which is run by two friends of mine, is very good. But the it's like how people say, like, don't give presents, donate to charity, which, you know, is a thing I guess people do. I've never had anyone do it because I don't pal around with enough rich people where people are willing to say that they don't want presents. Um, I don't yeah, know about you. I, I don't know about presents. the Hollywood. I know. I love, I love presents. Please give me some. Yeah. Um, no, I'm not saying you did it, but I'm saying yeah, the Hollywood elite types that you pal around with. Um, oh, yeah, totally. Mm, uh, no, but, uh, yeah, I didn't ask people to donate to charity in lieu of giving presents. Um, because, you know, I, I like, I like, uh, I mean, I actually didn't get any presents. I got a t-shirt that was kind of a joke present. But other than that, it was all either money or a gift card. So, it really was no, uh... And they, they, I guess they could have donated charity instead because it's not like yeah, it's that big of a difference. But anyway, well, um, for you, my presence is a present. Kiss my ass. I, thank you very much. Um, I appreciate that. Anyway, <laughs> we're talking about Mr. Monk goes to the bank. Um, Speaking of know, presents, yeah. What did what do you think of this episode? <clears throat> um, you know, I actually I liked it. I um, I thought it was pretty good. Um, yeah, you know, it was pretty solid. Um, it was a lot less of Monk uh, being a security guard than I thought, yeah. but at the same time, um, still enjoyable. I liked it. Yeah, no complaints. I think that I like that it's not all Monk just being a security guard, but the pacing of it is very weird because... Yeah, agreed. It, it, there's really no through line. Like, it, it, <clears throat> whereas most Monk episodes have like 10 minutes where they set up with the premises and then the premise rides out for like a half hour and then there's the wrap-up, they kind of yeah. set up with the premises... He's a security guard for 10 minutes, then they investigate for 10 minutes, and then they come back for 15 minutes. It doesn't really yeah, fit. Yeah, I don't understand stuff. it at all. Like, why? What did why, it why? add? Why did they have to start with with him being, like, you know, with the first scene of them being stuck in the vault? Like, it doesn't make any sense. Yes, I think that that was a dramatic flourish that they tried that I don't think worked because it's not... Because usually when you do that, where you start with the end... You are always that. That always is supposed to be in conversation with what's going on on screen. You know what I mean? Right. Like you yeah, always yeah. like if you have like if you show like a person pointing a gun at someone else and saying I'm gonna kill you, and then you cut to the beginning of the story and they're they're lovers. Like that's interesting because you're always like yes. oh my god what's gonna happen? But this yeah. it's kind of like it doesn't actually tell you anything about what the story is gonna be. Yeah. It if anything okay what would have saved this if. For whatever reason, like, after, like, Monk complained about, you know, them dying or whatever, mm-hmm. if you would have, like, had the voiceover that said, I bet you're wondering how I ended up in this situation. Uh, yup, that's me. I bet you're wondering yeah. how I got in this situation. Anyway, yeah. we start off with the beginning, where it's a couple cops, they're tr- they're going up to the bank, and uh, there's a p- car parked in the wrong spot, and we learn that uh, Dago, the police Park guy like held shit, up. by the way. What? Park like shit. Well, yeah, because they were in a hurry. Uh, no, but uh, the place apparently. Got I didn't held notice up. it until the day, the daytime. Uh, look yeah. at it. Um, they the, apparently the bank got held up. Um, but lucky for whoever drives the car, the police officer's pen is at ink. So what does he say? 
Uh, <laughs> I did not. I did oh, not. because it's great. That. He says, "Yeah, yeah, let's just go grab some chili." <laughs> okay, I saw. I heard the "Let's go grab some chili." I don't understand. Yeah. Oh, that's why it was their lucky day. Okay. Well, Got no, it. well, because the pen wasn't working, and they said whatever. But I just love like that's such a bizarre. I mean, obviously, people eat chili all the time, but like it's like it looks like nine o'clock. It's like yep, on on shift. I I can't it's imagine th- having it's the confidence weird. stuff. Yeah, yeah, no. It's just like whatever part of town this is, it's the weirdest fucking part of San Francisco I can imagine. Because mm-hmm. there's hot dog vendors outside and human fucking statues. Like, yeah. what the fuck is going on? But what I was going to say is, I can't imagine being in the middle of your shift at work and having the confidence in your intestines to be like, yup, I'm going to add chili to this mix. And, you know, like, I just don't have the. I, don't, I wouldn't do that. Listen, that's you. I personally don't ever have an issue with, like, chili. Like, mm-hmm. ever. Like, I don't think I've ever, like, complained about it. I've never had to complain about eating that's Taco true. Bell at yeah. night or Taco anything Bell's like that. Taco Bell's not a problem for me. Chili nah, but that's, like, the really thing that people chili, say. Yeah, yeah, I know that's what people say. Really hot chili. Um, like, my brother makes a very, very, very hot spicy chili um, that I love. But it, like, it goes through you. And it's it, it probably doesn't help that it's, like, you know, half a bottle of hot sauce in there and stuff like that. But it is uh, – it's very good. But it is, like, Jesus Christ – um, and also, where the temperature, like, nose is running, too, when you're eating it, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got yeah, you. good stuff. Anyway, so we go into the bank, and a shot that's really fancy, where it's like a one-shot, you know what I'm yeah. talking about? But the problem yeah, yeah. is that if you're going to do that, I'm a, I hate so much when there's, like, a long track. If you're going to do a long tracking shot, make it a long tracking shot the whole time. I hate the fact that they cut a couple times. It's like, no, 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 no. If you're not going to go from the op- entrance of the bank to the vault... Don't do that. Because you're just teasing right. me. I just wish that it was like a fucking Martin Scorsese thing where you went all the way. But just shoot it normally then if you're not going to go all the way. We'll even, uh, you know, we'll even go for a Carrie Joji Fukunaga tracking I mean, shot. I mean, yeah. Or Paul Thomas Anderson, Alfonso Cuaron, you know, those types. Um, I always am impressed by stuff like that. Even though it's gimmicky a lot of times, it's like, I don't give a shit. Like, the the Birdman worked on me. I'm just going to say that it was cool the whole time. But it wasn't, was, though. Well, no, it wasn't actually, but it looked like it was. I don't need it actually to be, as long as it looks like it is. Also, it's... No, I need it, I need it also, to be. Also, it's not like they were doing it in, like, every 30 seconds. There were cuts, like, every 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah, no, fine. Uh, anyway. Um, so, we go into the vault, and uh, Natalie, Disher, Monk, and Stalmeyer are all stuck, and they're yelling, and, you know, they conclude that nobody's coming. And then... Uh, we get a little. We get. We go to the theme song, and then we see. No, no, no. Hold oh, on a second. Right, right, we don't. What? We get a little taste of seeing Monk in a security guard oh, uniform, right, 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 right. and he is for. He's the epitome of down bad. Yeah. Okay. And then we go two days earlier, and uh, apparently Monk's toaster's broken. Does it say two days earlier? Yeah, it does. I fucking missed that. Okay, go on. Monk's toaster's broken. <clears throat> yeah, his toaster's broken. It's um, it's burning the shit out of all their toasts. Um. You know, get a new fucking toaster. It's not that expensive. He doesn't want Natalie, to. Go. What does he want to do? He wants to pay a repairman to do that, to just repair it. I wonder, like, how much it would cost for a repairman. I have a fix. story about that, okay? So, okay. there's a long winded way of. I, no one report this if you guys are listening to this, because I don't want to blow up a spot. But oh. randomly, one day, my twin brother got a message on Facebook saying, 
are you the owner of this and this appliance cup or appliance repair? And it was like, yeah. And if you click yes, he now controls their Facebook page. No, he doesn't do anything with it, but still. So he just, Wait, he just said what? yes. It was like, are you the owner of whatever appliance repair? He clicked yes, and now he controls the Facebook page. Now, there's nothing on it. I don't know what it was. Oh, I, I, I see. But it had the number on it. And one day we were just talking about it, and our friend pulled out his phone, and he called them, and he's like, hey, yeah, I'm wondering, do y'all fix toasters? <laughs> I'm honestly no. shocked. I'm honestly shocked that they didn't pull the fucking as your like refrigerator running or something. No, 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 no. Because that's like easy. Because it's you want to make it believable enough where like it's where the person's like, man, that was a weird call. I don't know if we fix toasters. Yeah, fine. Anyway, um, so uh, you know, Natalie's like, but do you want your house to burn down and will your apartment to burn down? And he's like, well, I am renting, which is funny. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, we basically... Okay, yeah, so we're interrupted based by, um, like, a news report on TV. Luckily for them, they're watching TV. I've never seen them, wa- like, watching TV, like, we're in their kitchen, but luckily for all of us, they are. And there's a news report about the bank, the said bank, being robbed. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Monk recognizes it as his bank. Mm-hmm. So, obviously... Did you know where the bank was? Did you see where the bank was? Uh, it was called West Bay? I don't know yeah, where it was. Yeah, it was on Vinton Street. <laughs> oh no 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 no! It was not. Oh, it's a big place. Sorry. No 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 no! Not even. Okay, oh. trust me. I wanted to okay. make a joke. Okay. Unless my closed captioning. Is no, you're probably up, right. It said it said Vincent Place. Oh no no no! It was Vincent. I heard it. The closed caption was fucked up. Okay then. All right. It was definitely Vincent. Um, but uh, yeah, I think the closed caption was just dumb, and um, because apparently uh, this robber broke into safety deposit boxes, um. And Bunk has a uh, safety deposit there, so he needs to. It, he's freaking out. Yeah, and apparently he only has like one thing in the safe deposit box. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Totally normal. I mean, what you expect Monk to be normal? Yeah, no. For okay. Monk, this uh, for Monk, that's actually it, it didn't even pop out as being a weird thing for Monk to do. It's a weird thing for a normal person to do, but for Monk to open up a safety deposit box just for Trudy's bracelet, yeah, I mean. <laughs> Yeah, fair enough. Fine. Uh, so apparently, I'm surprised that's the I'm surprised that's the only thing that belongs to Trudy that's in there. That's true. Um, apparently, a person was shot at it, so you know, this guy was serious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was serious. Um, and so you know, Sotomayor. Sh- oh, apparently, it was a teller named Jasmine who got shot. Mm-hmm. Um, and Stott starts interviewing. He arrives on the scene, and he starts interviewing some of the employees, and mm-hmm. basically breaks it down that he needs a statement from everyone. And what should have I should have thought about it at the time, but obviously I didn't think that that's how it was going to end up. But, like, everyone is, like, really annoyed about having to do that, which yeah. is like, dude, you work at a fucking bank. Like, what do you think is going to happen? Yeah, exactly. Like, you, you're, they, there's no way they don't go over the Everyone's procedure. story. Yeah. Well, yeah, but there's no way, like, in bank training, it's like, if you get robbed, you know, you need to make a statement to the police. Like, that's kind of obvious. Right. Um, but anyway, apparently the general gist of it, and we get one of those things where we cut between interviews— that the um, the manager unlocked the door, and then a big guy in a hoodie and a mask pushed by him, and um, you know he pointed his gun around. Apparently, he had a Russian accent. Um, he was wearing a green hoodie. Yeah, the Russian accent is, I think, also a tell. Like that's just that's trying too hard. I mean, I don't know. Maybe if she had a good Russian, or if they a had heat. a good. Yeah. Yeah, if they had a good Russian accent, then so be it. But 
No, no, what I'm saying is that them lying and saying the person had a Russian accent, I think, is trying too hard. Because that narrows down the suspect pool already. So the police will be able to, like, that just, there's no reason to be specific about that. I don't know, man. There's a neighborhood in San Francisco called Russian Hill, so. I, I, I understand. I guess what I'm trying to say is that, like, by saying. I get what you're saying. I yeah. get what you're saying, and I'm poo-pooing it, basically. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I think that they've probably just been like, yeah, he sounded normal. Anyway. Um, and poor Jasmine. She reached for the alarm. And, I mean, what, what happens? Stitches get stitches, you know? Yeah, she gets biscuited. Um, but yeah, also we mentioned that he, uh, the robber brought a drill with them, and I guess, you know, after they took some of the cash, went straight for, like, the safe deposit boxes. Yes. And, um, and we don't, well, we'll go over the rest of the details yeah. later, and but as soon as he left, the, uh, yeah, okay. yeah, go. as soon as he left, Mr. Crowley pulled the alarm, mm-hmm. uh, Mr. Crowley being the bank manager. Bank manager. And there's one of the employees, too, is, is a pregnant woman, and she thought she was going to give birth. And Stalmeyer asks, do you know if you're having a boy or a girl? Apparently it's a boy. And Stalmeyer says, do you have a name picked out yet? And she says, no. What's your name? And he says, very happy, Leland. And then she says, yeah, we haven't decided. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just a shot at Leland. It's, you hate to see it. I mean, I, I wonder how many Lelands are born. I do think there's a single Leland born in uh, 2020. Um, Yeah. And you know what's funny is I literally thought the other day, I was like, I was thinking about, and I should have tweeted this, I'm thinking about all the people that named their daughters Khaleesi, and oh, they, that's, they I mean, fucking regret that I'll shit. be honest with you, that's like pretty well-worn territory. I remember when that happened, because oh, Khaleesi okay. was a big name for a while, for a while, that and Daenerys, and it's like, the thing that I never understood about that is, have you never watched a story ever? Because I didn't know it was going to go down like that, but if you couldn't tell by the when she was burning people alive in, like, season three, that she was going to be evil? Like, that's on you. Like, I just have no patience for that. I mean, but, like, no. But that was, like, a fucking crazy heel turn. Like, that was I, no, no, one no, step s- too far. No, I'm saying what happened was a crazy heel. Like, how it happened was a crazy heel turn. But if you didn't see a heel turn coming, like, that's just, that's on you. Like I, I didn't. Listen. I didn't. Oh, I didn't. I didn't. Do I care? Bur- no, I, I do not. No. She was burning people alive. And I understand that they were bad people. But, like, the thing about, you know... People in power, they start off by hurting bad people, and then they can't stop. That's why you don't hurt people at all. That's Jay Chris's Fine. message. Anyway, there you go. Um, yeah, name should have named Tyrion um, or a Varys, and then cut off his dick. Or anyway, or Dickon. Dickon, man, shouts to Dickon. Just really great stuff from George R. R. Martin. Um, oh Jesus, God. Anyway, um. So I really threw you off there with Dickon, huh? I hadn't thought about Dickon in forever, and I was, then I was thinking about how he. I didn't. I didn't watch it. But I remember when Netflix had the show The Umbrella Academy? I saw like a po, like a poster for it on Netflix, and he was. And I'm like, how can you watch the show? Dickon's in it, and is Dickon like not an important character? And I should associate him more with this character where he's a lead in it. Yeah, but I'm not going to. He's Dickon. Um. Anyway, so the hot dog guy apparently didn't see anything, um, which is like. Yeah, why is there? Yeah, a there's a hot dog guy outside of a fucking bank, like in the yeah. in the in like the suburbs. Yeah, exactly. It's not even like a metro area. Yeah, that's the weird thing. So yeah, Disher's asking him if he's seen anything, and <clears throat> he says that no, he didn't. And then something catches his eye. Is it a piece of um, a piece of like decoration that's uh, you know littering the that's like that's placed on the parking lot? No, it's not. What is it, Jake? It's a human statue. Which is a thing that is real, but, like, I've only seen once in my life, really. It's just... 
I gotta show you the one that I have from Rome, uh, where this guy was doing the human statue, and I got under him, and he had, like, a knife, or, like, a big sword, and then as soon as I got under, like, next to him to take a picture, he, like, pulls it and puts it right in front of my fucking throat. Oof. Man. Yeah. That's, uh, scary shit. Yeah, human statue, I don't know, I'm out on it as a thing, I can't really ju- explain why, but, like, I don't know, it's, it's, it's impressive, but, like, it's not... I don't see it as something artsy. It just feels like, oh, it's impressive. I can't stand still cool. But, uh, I don't know. I, yeah, I, I could not do that. I, I have to blink so much. Yeah, yeah. it's one of those things where I couldn't do it, but that doesn't mean that I'm interested in looking at it, you know? Like, I can't... Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think of something that I can't do that is uh, that I'm not interested in watching. Like, I can't... Uh, I'm not an international yo-yo champion, but I wouldn't be interested in watching that. Actually, that sounds kind of interesting. Um, oh, I'm looking at the photo... Uh, wow, that guy! Damn, he was yeah, he was at your neck. Yeah, he was at my neck, bro. I was like, uh, "What the fuck?" I thought you weren't supposed to move. So speaking of not moving, Randy's asking this guy questions, and he's not moving. Yeah, you know, he's he's trying to get some answers, and uh, this guy's very committed to the bit. I'll give him that. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, a little alarm goes off, and that's basically the trigger for. Uh, and unfortunately, we don't get his name, so I'm just yeah. gonna call him the human statue. But uh, he goes on his break. That's his break time. Yeah, and I love how he's like. He says to Randy, like, I mean, oh, what, imagine if I came to your job, like, because <laughs> Randy's like waving his, his face. And he would have like gotten that. fucking shot. That's what would happen. You're damn right, he would have. Um, you know, because <laughs> imagine if a guy in full silver can't. Because that's like the guy says he does this seven days a week. So he's got to be like, even when he takes the makeup off, he's got to be a little bit silver at all times, right? He's got to be high as fuck all day, breathing those fumes in. Yeah, that's just not, it's not good for you. Um, <laughs> like, okay, if he does that every day, like, if you wash it off at the end of the day, I, I think at some point it's just going to take into your skin and you're just yeah, going to Yeah, he's going to be remember that guy who turned blue over time because he was taking silver pills? Remember that guy in, like, 2006? No, I just remember the one about the person who ate, like, carrots all the time and turned orange or something. Yeah, no. The, well, the guy who turned blue, like, turned legit blue. Like, the guy who ate carrots... Was, he like, blew kinda, himself? Yeah, he did. But, no, he looked, like, blue-blue. And, because uh, he was eating silver pills and then rubbing silver on his skin because he thought there was health benefits. Of course there weren't. Because, um, like... Because he was, like... He's, like, I read a thing about, like, there was kind of health benefits to eating it. And I figured I might as well, you know, rub it on my skin. And it's, like, I can't imagine being so confident in one's intuition... Where you're like, I read in passing that this was good to ingest, so I'm going to make the inference that it's also good to put on my skin every day. That's a wild self-confidence to do that. Anyway. Yeah. So, um, yeah, the so guy was there at the time. Yeah, he was He was there. He was there all day and all morning, even on Sundays. And he says that he saw someone that was about 5'10 in a green hoodie. Mm-hmm. Which, at this point in time, I'm just like, okay... That's a stark difference from the fucking height that whatever they. Yeah. I think they described him as being six three yeah. inside the bank. Yeah, and they say it's five ten. So I'm like, all right, man. There's something that's not jiving here. Yeah, and so he then goes back on the clock, and Monk's. I mean, Monk, not Monk. Disher's very mad, and then Monk arrives, and um, he wants to know about a safety deposit box, but obviously the bank's not open. <sighs> right. Then, yeah. Um. No, sorry, I was yawning. Um. But, no, I mean, it's not open, but they, I mean, he gets in eventually, right? Yes, because he costs Mr. Crawley, who, of course, knows Monk. Because <clears throat> anyone who owns any establishment that Monk's frequents at has to know Monk. Because, you know. Yeah. Right. And, uh, you know, Mr. Crawley starts, like, going into the details, basically, like, oh, can you believe that happened? And, yeah, Jasmine got shot. And Monk does not give two fucks about Jasmine yeah. or yeah. anybody. Exactly. Well, he just he doesn't give two fucks about Jasmine. Who is he, Jafar? 
Right, exactly. I mean, no, he cares too much about her, actually. That's true. Yeah, you're right. I but, Honestly, there's really no one who doesn't. The whole thing is that everyone likes Jasmine in that movie. That's kind of the whole thing. Right. But, um, you know, so yeah, he mentions that. and But he's more concerned with his safe deposit box, and he wants to fucking see it now. Which is, so, of course, what number? Uh, It's 100? Yes. Okay, I and, guess yeah. that. I did so not they take know. a look, and of course... Drew's Monk always keeps it at 100. Let's he just, does keep let's it 100. That. Uh, but Trudy's bracelet is missing. Um, and I do love when uh, Crowley's like, did you have insurance on it? And he says, no, I didn't need insurance. I put it in a bank. <laughs> I mean, fair enough. But, uh, yeah, I guess we um, he learned his, he'll learn his lesson going forward. Yeah. And so he determines that he is going to get... Um, Gonna get the bracelet back, you know, if it's the last thing he does. He doesn't say that, but that's what he means. And so we then cut to the police station, and Randy is incensed. Randy's hot. He's incensed about this human statue. Yeah, you know, he's pissed at him. He mentions, uh, I guess he got a good count on the amount of cash that he had in his, uh, wherever the fuck, his basket There's or something. There's no way he had $80. That's bullshit. Yeah, no fucking chance. I'm not sure what day it is, but even on fucking, yeah, yeah, for sure. So, but he mentions that he makes more money than him, which, you know, I can believe that. And I understand why, I mean, I don't understand, but now I can see the reason why cops take shit on the side. Yeah. And so, but Randy's like, you know, I'm going to do this part time. How hard could it be? And so he's, he's, he's starts you being a statue, you know? Um, and so Natalie shows up and apparently Monk is already in the captain's office. So the captain goes to see him and he's pissed about it. And yeah, Randy's standing still. Yeah, Randy's standing still, and, uh, you know, Natalie starts uh, trying to fuck with him. So she starts starts trying to tickle him. Uh, clearly, he's not the ticklish type. And she moves on to putting, uh, getting two pencils and sticking them in his nose and basically, you know, gives him, like, credit for actually sticking with the whole He's not bad at it. Um, no. And she says... I couldn't have told. Yeah. Our tax dollars at work, which is, you know, always funny. And so right. Monk is in Stavar's office, and he's yo-yoing. And um, Stoudemire is hot about it. But was that was that was that Stoudemire's yo-yo? Yeah, had to be right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Because they even call back to it where Stoudemire says these things happen, which is the thing he refrains when he's right. Okay, I was wondering why. I, okay, yeah, yeah. And so, um, Monk pulls up on the TV the security footage, and he notices something that Stoudemire missed. Yeah, and um, he has unique insight because as if his bank, he notices that the ficus tree that's displayed prominently in the security footage had been moved. Mm-hmm. Apparently, every other time it's been there is in a different spot. So clearly, someone made the effort to uh, obfuscate the view. Yes, and it is notable because why on earth would you put a tree in front of the security camera that, like, it's obvious, it's kind of obvious that that's part of the plan. Right, exactly. Um, yeah, that's a main uh, that's a main thing. But also, you know, Monk starts running through some of the other things that make this suspicious. Mm-hmm. One of them being that the Russian, the quote unquote Russian guy, went out the back door and the alarm didn't go off. Yep. So clearly, someone fucked with the alarm. Mm-hmm. And secondly, that uh, the gate out back was unlocked. So mm-hmm. you know, this all seems to scream inside job. Yes, there was an inside man. And it wasn't Clive Owen, um, right? So actually, it could have been Clive Owen. Who knows? He might have been. He might have been not busy. Um, yeah. After he didn't become James Bond, he kind of just had a lot of free time. Um, and so Monk wants to have a look around, 
and there's only there's a little job you can go in undercover. They need a new security guard, and you know what that means? What does he get? He gets a badge. Not only does he get a badge, he gets a uniform. Mm-hmm. Exactly, and you know he where he fills it out. He looks good in uniform. Um, yeah, he's not a scrawny guy. He's 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 built pretty nice. I'd, I'd yeah. be curious to see the guns, honestly. Yeah, I mean exactly. He you know, you you got two tickets to the gun show, and he's you know he's running late. Um, anyway. He's basically there, and he's kind of trying to snuff people out, and Madge talks to him and is like, you know, I feel a lot safer with you around, which, of course, makes it seem like she's not involved, etc. Um, and so he's really just, he's eyeing everyone up. Yeah, he's eyeing everybody up, and, um, <clears throat> you know, he's still trying to figure out who the hell is the inside man. And while he's doing all this, he's messing around with pens and doing weird shit, you know, typical monk stuff. Like, I'm not even sure why he's, like, making such a fuss about those two pens. Like, yeah, there are two pens deal? where the ink isn't equal, which this is also kind of unrealistic because I guess there are. But 99% of times at a bank where there's those pens that are attached to the table, they're not the type of pens that are see-through. They're usually, like, metal ones. So, like, I, it feels kind of – I don't know why that hung me up, but I'm, a, I'm pedantic, so – not only that, but it's just like no two pens ever write the same. Yeah. I don't give a fuck like what kind of pen. Yeah, they are. It, it feels like that's one of those things where Monk lets shit like that go all the time, and it's like I just mm-hmm. don't like. He obviously has a lot of hangups, but he's definitely able to let stuff like that go. Like I just don't think he'd actually care that much about that. Now, what For I sure. do believe is that um, when uh, well, actually, wait, there's another scene between. He goes into Crowley's office, and Crowley has a model car on his desk. Which doesn't scream. It's a model convertible, and it doesn't scream. I have a tiny penis at all. Oh yeah, no, not at all. Um, I mean, you gotta be a real fucking cuck. Oh, well, there it is. Drink if you've had that uh, on right. the. Yeah, I'll do that too. Mm. Um, he looks like a real. Okay, I'll say it. he just looks like a chump. Like yeah. oh, who the fuck a, a shines a model car? A hundred. He looks like the biggest chump in the world. Who like, okay? Who shines a model car? In, like, a public office where everyone can do it. If you had your own private office, like, where the doors were closed, fine. I can probably, I can probably see that. But you're out there and anyone can touch that shit. Yeah, it just, it's really just chump behavior. This guy's a chump. Um, and so, but Monkey then is behind the teller. He's looking at, I forget her name, um, the, uh, the young woman. And um, someone uh, wants to uh, deposit $98. But Monk yep. can't, he can't let that happen. Yeah, I know. So he uh, pulls out his wallet and, um, <clears throat> you know, as far as I know, okay, I worked at a bank, so I have some unique insight. Security guard was never allowed behind the teller line. I don't give mm. a fuck. Like, unless someone was getting, like, fucking robbed or something mm. like that, like, they weren't allowed. But anyways, yeah, Monk adds two bucks to obviously make it an even hundred dollars. Mm. And, you know, so that all happens. And the next customer in line, you know, he wants to cash his check. It's for $496 and... You know, Monk starts the donation fund yet again yep. and donates another $4 to make it even 500 And then so, we, cut, I, we yeah. cut to the future where the line for the young woman, I forget her name, I apologize, um, is yeah, out the door. And then the other teller, the pregnant woman, no one's there. But then Monk, he's got bad news. He's out. Yeah, he's out of cash. Um, he's down, Not only is he out of cash, he's short 100 bucks as a result of his idiocy. No, and, $400. Oh, 400 Shit, I didn't yeah. even see that. Because Natalie, and- Natalie shows up and is like, oh, look at you, a man in uniform. Um, and uh, then he says, I'm down $400. Uh, 
I mean, do you have any money? I'm down $400. I couldn't get to the bank, which is funny. Yeah, I did laugh at that for sure. Um, and so, you know, Natalie and Monk kind of start going over, or Natalie starts going over all the employees and kind of trying to suss them out herself. And mm-hmm. she guesses that it was probably the pregnant woman because it's the person you least expect to be involved. Which and is ironic because she's, she's partially right. Oh, right. Yeah, yes. nice. Um, and, but then Monk says, no, she has a bad back. I mean, not a bad back. She, she can't move the tree. Then maybe Madge, but Madge has a bad back. So she couldn't do it. But then what about Leon, the big guy? Uh, uh, Leon, he could have moved the, the ficus tree, but he couldn't have reached like this one point because he wasn't tall enough. Uh, something it's because like that. there's a breaker behind a filing cabinet that's bolted to the floor and you need longer arms. Um, right. And then there's the young woman who, once again, I forgot to write down her name. And I love when Natalie th- looks at her and is like, oh, it was our kids today. I blame, you know, I blame the parents. Um... But right. the problem with her is that she was a new employee and doesn't have access to the back gate. And so that right. leaves one man who just enters, Peter Crawley, who just took a three-and-a-half-hour lunch. Which, oh boy, imagine taking a three-and-a-half-hour lunch. Yeah, I mean, this guy, the ultimate power move. Because um, it's not even like, okay, it would be one thing if he worked in like the corporate office mm-hmm. and shit. Uh, but he works at a branch. You need your manager there to like approve wire transactions or to you know be the second dual control person to open the vault. So like no, this is not realistic. He's a chump. I mean yeah, he's a chump. I mean okay yes, we know why he took a three hour lunch yeah. later, but for now I'm just like what the fuck. Yeah, and we learned that he has a ticket for a parking garage, which is strange because he's the manager, so obviously he has his own space in the parking lot. And not only that, his he's he's like a lot of the kids I went to high school with. He's got a red neck. <laughs> I'm glad you said it. Um, that's, I mean, yeah, that's his, not a defensive term. I mean, a little bit, but not really. Yeah, still though. Um, I mean, I've said a lot worse, but anyways, uh, yeah. So his back is sunburned, and uh, or the back of his neck is sunburned, and so Monk kind of takes. He starts to feel a little weird about that. He kind of thinks like this guy was shining a convertible model. Mm-hmm. Maybe he got his own convertible. Maybe he's the guy. Yep. And so we then cut to later on in the day. No, no, no. Then oh, we cut okay. to Natalie, like, oh. just gushing over Monk. Yeah, this in, is later uh, on in the day. N- well, no, but it's before he goes to the to get the tools and shit. Oh, right, 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 right. Oh, look at you. Yeah, because she's loves yeah. the uniform. Um, yeah. So then we cut to later in the day, and they see the car outside of his uh, house, and... Um, Monk has How they got his address? Great fucking question. I mean, I don't think it's that hard to... If Monk works there, I mean, I, I don't think it's that hard. Um... He probably just like I don't, uh, I don't know. He probably broke into something. Speaking of breaking in, Monk has a bunch of tools to break into his house, which is great because he definitely has cause and a warrant and all that. That's not good. Well, luckily he's not a cop, so yeah. he's just gonna get breaking and entering. Exactly. Um, you know, Monk's really hoping that he hasn't sold the bracelet yet. You know, and Natalie's noting that the uniform looks really good on Monk. Yeah, you know, she mentions that she used to get Mitch to basically. Uh, you know, model for her and, and do all kinds of things. And, uh, you know, good for them Uniform. at the time. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's, you know, everyone has their thing. Um, and, uh, you know, they look and the Jaguar that uh, Mr. Crowley bought apparently is leaking oil. But, oh, no, it's not oil. It's blood. Yeah, man. Uh, not good. Um, so, blah. whoever the fuck was the one that killed 
the, we find out after we come back from commercials that it's a bank manager. Mm-hmm. Why the hell would you just leave the f- trunk open? It was, wasn't like, open. It was unlocked, but yeah. Unlocked. That's yeah. what I mean. Unlocked. Uh, but yeah, so apparently the bank manager is the murdered party. He got shot in the head with a twenty two, which just so happens to match the caliber of mm-hmm. bullet that the teller was shot with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so they they think that maybe, oh, the Russian can't share and his inside man was the bank manager. Um, but the unfortunate thing is Steinmeier has a bunch of dudes combing through the house and no sign of the bracelet. Yeah, you know, um, he's, you know, he's, he's not happy about that, but he's got something in his pocket that's going to, you know, help him out mm-hmm. in regards to this. Apparently... Oh yeah, no. So right before that, he or he says he leaves the scene and he says he's tired and he, you know, he they don't need him there. So yeah. this is like really bizarre to them, and it's and it stands out to Stoudemire and Disher and Natalie. Mm-hmm. But Monk explains to Natalie that he found a pawn shop ticket in Crowley's pocket, and um, so that's the next lead. Yep. And she, Natalie's kind of mad that he's not telling Stahlmeier, but he's like, I need to get it because it will end up in, the bracelet will end up in evidence for 10 years if I don't. Which Still very fucked up. Still very fucked up. Yeah, it's not good. Um, a man was murdered. And so they go to the pawn shop. And who's behind the counter but none other than Dan Castellaneta, Homer okay, Simpson himself. Yes. Which is yes. like, I just don't, he must, he must be friends with someone on the show because he's definitely not, he's definitely too big to just do this role. Yeah, I agree. Um, is he boys with uh, Andy Breckman? He might be. Who knows? They all these guys go way back. I uh, of course in his actual live action roles, I love him as uh, in Arrested Development, where I think he's like the third best surgeon in California, and where he Mickey, I think, uh, like changes Job's first and second fingers or something like that. I don't know. Great stuff. Um, yeah, I don't remember. Great stuff. And so they want to redeem the ticket that. Uh, that Mr. Crowley had given to the pawn shop earlier. Right. Um, and so he does. Mm-hmm. Oh, by the way, I love that the freaking uh, pawn shop is at the corner of Melrose and Cahuenga. Mm. That was funny. Um, and so the pawn shop owner notices that he's not the man who brought in that ticket. Yeah. So what's the fucking deal? But nonetheless, he relents and he oh, goes yeah. in the back to go to go check it out because and they, t- they tell that the merchandise the was stolen which is not good business i mean it is good business to sell stolen merchandise if you're a pawn shop owner but if you know it's stolen that's not good business correct but while he's going in the back like tr- to go get the stuff that was pawned uh natalie sees a toaster there that's for sale for five dollars um but monk doesn't want it because like why the hell are you gonna cook in something that and you know what i can kind of jive with this yeah he says what what why I'm not going to eat with something something someone else used. That's how the bubonic plague started, unless I'm wrong. And then I love how they're like, no, it's not. I said, unless I'm wrong. <laughs> right. Which, okay, fine. Obviously, the bubonic plague wasn't started by that. But at the same time, like, I wouldn't buy a fucking used toaster or a no, used rice cooker or no. a used, like, anything. Like, I mean, I would probably buy, like, a used co- crock pot or something like that. But the thing about a toaster is a toaster is something that you just, you don't clean after every use. Which. Right. Because, like, right. I, I, don't, I don't really want to think about how many crumbs are just at the bottom of every toaster I've ever owned. Because, like, you just don't think about it. Um, anyway. So, yeah. they pull out the stuff, and uh, Trudy's bracelet isn't there. And Monk pulls out a picture of Trudy and says, is this, do, did you have this? And what does uh, Dan Castellaneta say? 
Um, he says, oh, uh, that's a nice piece. And also a nice bracelet. What a scumbag. I mean, that shit made me laugh. Like, yeah, he's a scumbag, but it's great. <laughs> nice. He's a fucking pawn shop owner, like, yeah. of course. Yeah, I mean, really just hardcore, hard, hardcore pawn, um, pawn stars. I mean, I love how both the shows... Energy. I love how both the shows about pawn shops both had puns on the word porn. Just great stuff. Um... I actually knew I worked. F- I had an internship at the company, a company that was founded by one of the co-creators, well, co like producers who made Pawn Stars. And man, definitely, uh, I the guy was a really nice guy, but the story was basically just that, like, yeah, we were in Vegas and we were told about these guys who have a lot of personality. And like, I don't know, there's not really any much to the story, but I just love the idea that it was just like three TV producers who were told offhandedly that there are guys in the outskirts of Vegas who own a pawn shop and have a lot of personality. And the guy, the my boss was like, yeah, that basically is why, you know, I have a career on TV because I just happened to go on a trip to Vegas and find these guys. You're welcome. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so, but what Dan Castellaneta says is that this guy, Mr. Crowley, said, um... Mr. Crowley, excuse me. I keep wanting to say, like, that uh, Ozzy Osbourne song, Mr. Crowley. Anyway, um, that uh, he says that Crowley said he had another half a box in San Francisco. Right, uh, which is a really weird comment to mention that you had it in San Francisco, but okay, sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so, right after that, we basically cut to Monk and Nally meeting Stott and Disher at um, the bank. Yeah, at the bank. Mm-hmm. And, and I guess closed. they lost track of yeah they lost track of time and yeah they get there when the bank is closed. Yep. So they go, but they, they get inside because Monk uses Natalie's hand to knock on the door, and Madge is still inside, um, and uh, she lets them in. And she, ju- I just heard about Peter, um, and Monk mentions that the thing about the pawn shop with the box. And Stoutmire is a little mad because like you just you kind of obstructed justice, sort of. I don't think he's that mad about it. No, he's yeah. not, but it is it's the thing that happens. Anyway. Yes. But, so Monk notices... He notices one key detail, which, you know what? Fucking excellent. Yeah. There's six extra large deposit boxes. Mm-hmm. However, it appears the Russian, quote-unquote, only opened five of them. Mm-hmm. To which Disher says, well, he was in a rush, so like maybe he just missed it. But yeah, no, He was, he that was Russian. Like, oh, haha, <laughs> yes, good one. Um, but no, that doesn't make any sense because the one that wasn't opened was in the middle of all of the ones that got opened. So mm-hmm. clearly there was some fucking buff- like, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Shenanigans. Some. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. yeah some shenanigans. Yeah, not Tom Fuller and Malarkey, but something similar. Um, and so, uh, it's number 503 and they look to see who owns it and who owns it. <laughs> no other than J.A. Guar. Ha ha. Yeah. That was pretty funny. And I like the genuine, like, laugh or, like, guffaw that, uh, what's it called? Uh, Stott gives. Yeah. And so they go to look now, because they're originally going to wait until the next morning, but it's like, let's go look now. Um, because they know the guy who owned it's dead, and he is a criminal, so, like, they have, all, you know, they can go in it. And Madge has got to go get the master key. You guys wait in the vault. And if someone says wait, like, wait, no, I'm not waiting in a vault. I don't care. You know, like, that's just a recipe to get suffocated. Yeah, you know, I, I honestly I would be lying to you if uh, I said I wasn't afraid of that. However, as again as a former bank employee, mm-hmm. there is a little thing that you can unlock in there that always has air that leads out. Always. Oh, okay, great. Good to yeah. know. Um, yes. I'm not gonna die in a vault. 
Um, eh, I mean, okay, I could still die in a vault, but not from suffocation. Who knows? I could get murdered in a vault. Or I could honestly have a heart attack in a vault. Who knows? A lot of different things could happen in a vault. Um, yeah. I mean, definitely, If I, what I, one thing I do miss is I miss Vault, the former soda from the Coca-Cola company, but that has nothing to do with anything. Um, so Madge grabs the key, and she's thinking. She's really thinking about what to do. Um, and as it's happening, Monk is looking around. Yeah, he's looking around, and he sees, um, <clears throat> he sees like, I think it's a couple of, like, matchsticks. Like, on top of a table in there? Or toothpicks. toothpicks. Toothpicks, sorry, toothpicks. He's a couple of them in there, and it's like, okay, well, that's curious. Um... But uh, he also finds, I guess, six more can. in the trash can? No, four more. Four more. Okay, yeah, so it's a total of six altogether. And, you know, that basically gets his mind thinking, and, and he's yeah. got what happened. Yeah, because also Disher points out that one of them is shorter than the others. Right. So when someone drew the short stick, which clearly exactly. tells you exactly what just yep. happened. And, and Monk s- is like, we got to get out of here. Right. But unfortunately, it's too late because at this point, Madge grew a pair of balls and mm-hmm. fucking ran over to the vault and shut them in before yeah, they could leave. Yeah, the thing is, if you don't have the balls to commit a quadruple murder, like don't commit any crime at all. You know what I mean? Um, and right. So Madge, you know, uh, traps him in there, and then we get the beginning scene again. And then Monk is—he uh, concludes he's going to die right. He, um, he's laying down. He says, "I'm going to die right here." And then Natalie's like, "No, you're not." And he gets up and he says, "You're right." I'm going to die over there, which I think is funny. Yeah, he's like, I called this spot. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, they're like, what What do you think's going on, essentially? And Monk just says, according to me, mm-hmm. everyone was involved in this crime. Yeah, because, the because basically they're like, oh, no, at 9 a.m. someone's going to open the vault. And Monk's oh, like, right. no, 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 no one's, everyone's involved. Um, and so it was all of them is what he concludes. And uh, he gives the heroes what happened. Yeah, and it's like probably the the most concise. Here's what happened. It's yeah. basically that just they were all in on it. They all had a different mm-hmm. role. And they Some all people okay. Moved. I was gonna say this. There's two thoughts. Yeah, they all drew toothpicks. I personally think it's really like I understand that they all kind of need to have the equal chance. You don't make the pregnant woman draw toothpicks. Yeah, like, absolutely, that's... absolutely correct. Also, if you're a this pregnant woman, what are you doing committing a serious felony? Like. That baby you, is gonna be fucking like Leighton Meester and born in prison. By the way, I don't know if you knew that. The Leighton Meester was Yeah, born I in did prison. I did know that. I did I think I might have mentioned it on this podcast before, but it is a thing that I will t- shout on the rooftops. It's not actually important and she probably is embarrassed about it, but it is just like the fact that there's a famous person who was born in a prison is hilarious. Anyway, this what does she do? Like this poor kid is gonna be raised with a mother in prison because she's like, Yep, I gotta get some I, I have to get her his college fund, little Leland's college fund. Maybe little Leland's father isn't in the picture, so she needed to secure the bag in some way. Yeah, so, I mean, it's just honestly poor parenting, I was going to be honest. But anyway, so yeah, it was all them, and they basically put on a play. They pretended to do all that stuff. Um, and then, of course, why did they kill the manager? I mean, he spent his money too quickly. Yeah, because we saw the Jaguar in the driveway. You know, he had a nice house. Uh, I'm pretty sure he could have afforded a fucking like, Jaguar on his own if he it's wanted. It's like all the mob wives and Goodfellas that they when they buy the furs. It's like you can't you can't stun on them like that. You know. You know, I saw Goodfellas for the first time like six months ago. Maybe. Wow. I there's I'm famously haven't seen most. I, I watched like uh, I've never I watched, seen like, The Godfather. 
I've seen The Godfather Part 1. I've yet to see Part 2. I need to get around to it. The problem is, it's like, I saw The Godfather, like, four years ago. Because it was a night when I'm like, okay, I have three and a half hours where I feel like devoting to a movie. And that those nights come around, like, once every four years. So, like, I, I've watched, like, 17,000 shitty movies in between. But anyway, Goodfellas, real yes. movie. Uh, so, yeah, they're, um, that's why they killed uh, the manager. And uh, then we cut to the morning. Yeah, I get to the morning, and I guess out of oh, my okay, sorry, I had one question. Sure. They had cell phones. Like, it's not a fucking unless like they were like in an underground vault. There's yeah. no way that they, they didn't look have at, service. They, the characters to, check their cell phones a couple times, but yeah, they absolutely should work. That's stupid. Yeah, um, but anyway, so yeah, so out of sheer boredom, I guess thought just like goes through that fucking box, mm-hmm. and sure enough, finds or box five hundred three. And sure enough, finds all the cash that had been taken previously. Mm-hmm. And uh, and he finds Trudy's bracelet. So that's great. Yep. And so uh, as this is going on, the bank is open. And apparently they're telling the bank people, the uh, employees are telling customers that the vault is broken, which I don't think is something that can happen. And if it did happen, they would definitely get a repairman out day of. Yeah, I mean, that's usually how it works. Um, you usually don't open the bank unless you can open the vault because there's yeah. no fucking point. Yeah. But, anyway, yeah. Uh, Stammeyer is using a couple bracelets, because a couple like pieces of jewelry, because they're trying to open up like a box that they think goes to a phone line, and it's locked with a steel lock. And he's like, you know, obviously diamonds cut through steel. Um, but it's not really working well. But Do they? Are, yes, diamonds are the hardest uh, substance on earth. I mean, I know they do, but do they in the way that they do it in this? Maybe I don't know if they would with a bracelet because they because the thing like they have to be held together. But yes, in theory, a sharp piece of diamond could absolutely cut through steel. Like that, yeah, definitely. Diamonds are the hardest substance on the most hardness scale of uh, minerals. It goes from tall besides to- me. Yes. Hey, yes. Oh. Uh, <laughs> that reminds me of, one of my favorite lines in. Not this is actually not one of my favorite lines, but it is a line in my favorite movie of all time, Tyler Against the Battle of Ricky Bobby, in which um, Ricky Bobby says to Susan, played by Amy Adams' assistant, when she starts like talking about how good of a guy, like how he's a needs to win, etc., that he says, "Susan, are we about to get it on? Because I'm as hard as a diamond in an ice storm right now." <laughs> <laughs> I love Great that. Movie. Love the movie. How many years that? Uh, I mean, you're a married man, so there's one person you could use it on, and I feel bad for her. Anyway, um, so, 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 so. Uh, the, he's, the, Randy notes, though, that he's happy, because what did he just finish? He just finished recording his demo, so his legacy is going to live on through his music, baby. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And so, they, the people close the bank again, and they're kind of, like, worried, because, like, how much longer do we have to keep the vault closed? But then they know that if... They get rid of the air. They only have nine or ten hours left. So, wouldn't you know it, they turn off the air in the vault. Yeah, so they're in trouble. Mm-hmm. Um, doesn't look good. And I'm just also wondering, like, they've only been there overnight, right? Yeah. I mean, depending on what day it is. But even then, if you haven't heard from the captain of your police station, yeah, I think at some point you have to, like, you know, send somebody mm-hmm. out to his last location. Yeah, exactly. And so, um, the... Uh, speaking that they're in deep shit and speaking of deep shit Randy notes to not look in box 444 or the one below it um, yeah I wonder what's in there 
Yeah. And uh, but also Sotomayor, he uh, you know he tries a few things to get out, yeah. uh, including trying to shoot the fucking. He lock, pulls which, the biscuit you know, out, which is honestly not a bad idea. I would have tried that. Honestly, probably would have tried that in hour one. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Especially knowing that like they put you in there on purpose. Yeah, you got to try it out sooner yeah. than that. And so it doesn't work, obviously. And he needs something to cut through it. And unfortunately, there's only one thing that is available. Yeah, you know. Um, Okay, sorry. Just one more thing. I think that, like, there was chairs in there, right? Yeah. Why wouldn't you just try to, like, smash the shit out of it with the bottom of a chair? I think if it's a steel lock, I think it shouldn't work. I don't know. I don't really... I ne- uh, movies and TV have given me no concept of how strong yes, those locks yes. are. Because in some things, you can break it with just, like, a fire extinguisher. But in, I don't think you can do that in real life. Maybe with, like, a, maybe with, like the lock I used on my uh, fucking locker in you know ninth grade gym but not i'm not with one that would be like a heavy duty steel one i don't think um yeah anyway uh so he asked monk for the bracelet because it's made out of diamonds and i i, I do like the way that ted levine plays this because he doesn't do it like callously like he understands what he's asking Monk to do right yeah yeah he does it with a lot of care um and you know as a result i guess monk doesn't even put much of a stink about it like no, in, in other episodes die. he's gonna die in other I, I honestly like in other episodes That's he true. still would have done it. That's true. I think that the because I think it's not just that he's gonna die. I think that he has been thinking he's gonna die for like twelve hours. I think he doesn't really. I don't know. I think it's a slightly different situation. Um, because I think his. Anyway, I I I, I kind of I buy it because it's whatever. He's not gonna. Um, cause I I think he can't make the affirmative argument of um I'd rather die than let Trudy's bracelet be destroyed because I don't think he believes that like I think he cares a lot about Trudy but I don't think he values that that much I just don't think that that's not only that he's still at this at the end of the day he still needs to find out who the fuck did this so he's gotta exactly. live exactly and so he starts using the diamond bracelet to cut through the uh block and a bunch of pieces of diamond are coming off but slowly but surely it works and they get in there no nah, it's not that slowly it's pretty quickly actually no I know but it, it they get through and uh, they do they gain access to the phone lines like they were hoping? No, they don't. No, they don't. But they get access to the electric sign that we that I've actually noticed before, and I don't know why I didn't write anything down about it. Um, probably because I didn't think it was gonna factor. Yeah, because into I, it. a lot of banks have stuff like that. Uh, it's not like banks, a high school but thing. businesses have, like I've places yeah, yeah, have that. Yeah, it's yeah. not out of the ordinary for a. If you saw a bank have that, you wouldn't think it was weird. Right, but I would think it was weird that the access to it is inside the fucking vault. Yeah, that's dumb. That just doesn't make any yeah. sense. Yeah. But, so yeah, he they get access to that, and so that gets their, you know, their brains thinking. And so they start sending messages and stuff, but they realize that no one's out there. Mm-hmm. Except, Dish remembers that there's someone out there, rain or fucking shine. Mm-hmm. And that's the human yep. statue. Exactly. And so he types... Uh, Call we are no food or air. We are dying. Call nine one one, you silver bastard. <laughs> Which silver like. bastard is great. I yeah. love that. Uh, and then so the guy goes on a break and he calls the police. Yeah, sure enough. And uh, you know, cops come and rescue them, and we don't even get to see that. Mm-hmm. We don't even get to see like the employees getting arrested. All we do yeah. is like we cut straight to the bank. I guess reopening with a whole new set of employees. Mm-hmm. And I guess, like, someone like the district manager or, like, a yeah. bank president, something like that, is basically thanking Monk for exposing the crimes of this yes. whole branch and, and explaining how, how, how it's going to yeah. be difficult to rebuild trust in the community. Of course. And, and he's, Monk, I'll, Mr. Monk, I'll do anything for you. And what, what can he do for him? 
We can give them that new di- that new toaster that apparently is like a new account promotion or something. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah, yeah. you know, open up an account, you get a free toaster. Um, definitely wouldn't make me open an account. Uh, you know, you need a little more than that. I mean, those those hot dogs out front got to be real fucking nice, and then yeah. maybe I'll consider it. Yeah, and I'll tell you this: they're not. I've lived in New York. They're, I mean, they're a dirty water dog is great. Like, I'm not gonna say it's not good, but it's not. It's not good. You know what I mean? The fuck is a dirty water dog? Oh, that's what they're. That's the nickname for in New York where they have the hot dogs that are in, in the carts because they're they they boil and they in like a salty water the whole time. Ah, uh. they call them dirty water dogs. They're fine. They're not as good as uh, as like they're not even as good as like a ro- a hot dog on a roller and like a convenience store. Those are even better. But there's something nice about getting a hot dog for like a dollar. Um, yeah. Anyway, we then cut outside and the silver bastard is not by himself. No, he's not. He's got some competition this AM, and uh, it is Randy Disher, and you know they're both you know standing out or standing out there, but they're talking to each other. Um, this would disqualify you yeah. from getting money, in my opinion. Yeah, but, they're bickering at each other. Yeah, they're bickering at each other, and some lady comes out of nowhere. Okay, the other thing that bothers me about the placement of this human statue is like they're in the middle of like a bunch of fucking shrubs or yeah. something. Like, it's not in the yeah, it's not a convenient place to be. Um, correct. Yeah. But a lady does come over and she puts money into Disher's, uh, you know, uh, collection basket. I don't know what he's using because you can't even see it. Yeah. And, yeah, they yeah. start bickering and they, you know, they're like, come over here. Come make me, et cetera, et cetera. And then the episode ends. So what do you give yeah. this episode out of 10? Uh, I give the episode an 8 out of 10. I give it a 7.5. The pacing was just weird. Oh. Uh, very okay. Rare one where I'm lower than you, but, you know, it has yeah. weird th- strange things happen. Um, yeah. But what isn't strange is that I'm going to say, make sure you follow us on Twitter at Strictly Munkin. Andre, when people follow you? You could follow me at the J Christie. And you can follow me at Andre Barrera. Uh, please keep listening. Share the show with the biggest Monk fan in your life. And tune in next week as we talk about Mr. Monk and three Julies. Let's get monkey. Let's get monkey. Let's get monkey. Let's get monkey.